0: All right, if you have your Bibles, open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 6. I can do it. i got a few minutes. Amen. Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. And uh, we've been talking about, I've been in this series entitled Life-Changing Choices. Life-Changing Choices. Matthew chapter 6, verse 24 says, No one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other. Or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. No, you cannot, you cannot serve God and wealth. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, God or materialism? Choose. Materialism may be God's greatest rival competing for the allegiance of the human heart. Materialism is God's greatest rival. Materialism is God's greatest enemy. Idols are everywhere today. We've discussed this in the last two weeks about choosing who you will serve. Whether you're going to serve the God of the universe, the God who created everything, or will you serve the little g gods. It's a choice either way. What you serve is what you become. Today I'd like to look at a modern day idol that has power, that has possibilities to pull us away from serving and surrendering our lives to the Lord totally. We live in a time that the Bible predicted in the book of Revelation, the first three chapters, John addresses seven pastors in seven churches. Now, I don't have time to go over all of them, but here's a, I'm going to give you the last one. The last church in the seven churches that John addresses is the church of Laodicea. That church of Laodicea is the church era that we're living in right now. Okay, the time that John predicted that we would be living in. Y'all following me? Laodicea, the Bible says, this is what God said to them. God said to them, you're rich, you're wealthy, you got it going on. But you got one problem. You're lukewarm. You're neither hot, nor you're neither cold. In other words, there's no in-between for you. (laughs) Some days you're hot, some days you're cold, but you're not one way all the time. We are living in the greatest time ever. Amen. We are in the middle of this church age where we are that church. Churches today have amassed wealth beyond what you can even imagine. People, are ha- people people. groups and people are so rich that they don't need God. Come on, somebody. Because they rely totally on what they have and they feel like they don't need God. They don't need the church. They don't need anything. They've gotten everything. We're living now in that day. And while we're living in that day, think about this. PewDiePie, some of you know who he is. He is a YouTube sensation. He makes $40 million a year by just shooting videos on YouTube. Dude Perfect, $50 million a year. Uh, Jeffree Star makes $200 million a year from YouTube amassing wealth that our parents probably dreamed of. Do I have anybody? We're living in the day of Leo seer. And all they had to do was pick up a camera and videotape their lives and do crazy things and amass wealth without lifting a finger. But it does come with a price. The price that it comes with, it's constant consumption and obsession with self and making more. The more money you make, the more problems you got. Who was that? That was Biggie or that was, uh, uh, who was that? (laughs) That was Puffy. (laughs) Come on, get your rappers right, will you please? the rabbits, right amen the more money you get the more problems you got right and so what does this got to do with anything pastor what does this have to do with anything and 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 it is my job as your pastor now let me let me clear up a few things uh, i don't preach a poverty gospel i don't believe our god wants us to be poor amen but i don't believe god wants us to be obsessed with riches either I believe in one word, and you got to write it down. You ready? Balance. You have to balance your life. If you're going to be blessed, and if you're going to live a blessed life, you would rather get the blessings from God than the blessings from the world. The Bible says the blessings of the Lord makes one rich. Watch this. And adds no sorrow to it. So if PewDiePie got to consume his life, amen, with YouTube to make 20 million a year and he has nothing else for nobody else and nothing else, then I don't believe that's a blessing. I believe, amen, to some degree that's a distraction. And I believe that God wants you to prosper. And he says, I do desire that you what? Prosper and be what? In good health. You know what I'm saying? saying God wants you to live a fulfilled life. But what we find in this passage, though, amen, it is a passage that is looked over. It is a passage that's looked upon, but it's a passage that needs to be understood. In chapter 5, Jesus talked about the B attitudes. He talked about the attitudes that we need to have as believers. The B attitudes. He talked about that were salt and light to the world. But the Pharisees they were slaves to the master of greed. This is why Jesus is writing this. Amen. And their desire for money was so great that they were failing in the service to their master. They they were they were intrigued, their greed was moving them. Their greed had consumed them and they had left God. They were religious without God. Can you imagine being religious without God? Their greed is what what really drove them. Amen. They they had a form of righteousness. In chapter 6, verses 5 through 8, he talks about beware of being hypocritical in your prayer life what he talks about. Then in, chapter, in verses 9 to 15, he talks about, well, how to pray. This is how you pray, our Father. Then he talks about when you fast. And from verse 16 on, he said, how do you fast? He says, don't fast to be noticed, verse 18, by men. See, we could do the right thing the wrong way. See what I'm saying? And, and, and he says, "He said, do, don't, don't do that. Do, do it in secret. Verse 19, look at verse 19 though. He says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth. See, where moat and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. He's saying, Listen, you, you you're storing up things on earth, you are accumulating wealth and 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 building things and all this other stuff. He said, But listen, you gotta make sure that there's a balance. That you're not so consumed with what you're doing here on earth that you forget that there's a heaven that awaits you. He says, but verse 20, he says, but store up what? treasure for, your, for yourselves, treasures where? Did you know, did you know and I, I've said it before, that we do have a bank account in heaven. We have an inheritance. We have a treasure box. Amen. Because look what he said. He says, store up. Treasures that word store up means to lay up something, lay aside something. Now, there's little no thieves that will break in heaven. You don't have to get ADT. But you ever notice that more you get, the more you gotta, the more paranoid you become? The more security you gotta get. Come on, somebody. It seems like life has become so un, so complicated. Amen. Trying to keep up with things and don't know, amen, you got alarm on your car, you got alarm on your house. You understand? And and, and the point is that what Jesus is saying, you have to have the right perspective of life on earth. See, he says, for where your treasure, verse 21, for where your treasure is, there's your heart. Can I ask you a question? Where is your heart? Does Christ really have your heart? See, the heart is where the issues begin. It's amazing how Jesus uses money as a, as a measuring tool of where you are spiritually. Come on, somebody. Emotionally and Intellectually. He says, listen, when you look at where your money, why is money such a big deal? Amen. Do you know when money was created? Before they had money, they used to barter. Right? You know, you, you, a chi- you give me a chicken, I give you some oranges. Life was simple back then. Amen. But money now has become what? An idol. Money has become a force. You with me? Watch this. Watch this now. Look at verse 22. He says, the eye is the lamp of the body. He says, so then if your eye is clear, your whole body is clear. In other words, he says you have to have the right perspective on life. If all you see is darkness all the time, then your whole body is going to be dark. You know, if all you see is negativity all the time, if all you put in the eye gate is negative stuff, your whole body, the direction of your life will head that way. All 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 right. Then he goes on, and it's amazing how he places this here. He says, no one. Now, that no one that Jesus is referring to, it's a universal term. So this applies to everybody. This is not just Christians, this is everybody. And I believe that there's some things we need to learn. So let's look at it. He says, no one can serve two masters. So write this down. God and money are masters that make all-consuming demands. God and money are masters that make all-consuming demands. So in other words, here's what I'm saying. God wants all of you. Materialism and money wants all of you. And you're in the middle and you have a choice. Tell your neighbor, life-changing choices. You have a choice to make. I'm going to say it one more time. We have a choice to make. See, we didn't choose him. He chose us. Oh, come back at 10. I got something for you to, just to enhance this. But watch this. The idea here, when he says master, means lordship, ownership. Ruler it's impossible to give allegiance to more than one entity, whether it be family member, boss, a cause, a football team. You can't root for two football teams. You got to decide which one you're going to be. Amen. It's going to be strange. And if a promotion at work means that a Christian will have to work on the Sabbath, what do you think the Christian should do? Tell your neighbor, choose. But I got to take care of my family. I got to pay these bills. But God says, I am a master, money is a master, and you're in the middle. Watch the text. No one can serve two masters, for Here's the reason why. For either he will what? Hate the one. This is real stuff. This is the Bible right here, right? So write this down. God and money both want undivided loyalty and love. You can't cheat on God with money or with anything else. You can't cheat on money with God or anything else. So this leaves us as Christians in a predicament, right? (laughs) Hold on. I'm going to show you something. Just hold on. Just hold on. This is the tough part of the message. Just hold on just a little bit longer. Don't fall asleep just yet. Amen. The coffee pot is that way. (laughs) Listen, money is a good slave but a terrible master. You know why? Because money tries to imitate what God is. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. Many have tried and ended up making the choice. The Bible says that Demas chose the world. And have plunged, and there are many who chose riches and have plunged themselves and have given up on the faith and have come to ruin. I said, how, do you, how do you do this? You got to know the difference. You got to know what you're getting involved in before you get involved in, but, involved in it. But remember this, God and money both want undivided loyalty and love. Who else should you give undivided loyalty to? Your spouse, amen. And oftentimes that's even hard to do. And oftentimes we find that people are more loyal to their job. Come on and say amen, will you please? They're more. They're more. Loyal to their business, to their cause, or whatever they're doing to make a dollar than they are the people that are around them. Go on and say, ouch, amen, or thank you at any point in the sermon. Money is a good slave. We don't, we don't allow money to move us. We move money. We control money. Amen. And oftentimes, amen, you cannot, we cannot give equal love to both of them. Many have tried and end up ruined. So the question is, who do you hate and who do you love between the two? People say, I love God. Pastor, I love God. How much do you love him? Are you love him enough to give up some stuff? So that you can really fall in love with him. Look what he says. He says. He says. He says. That's the love-hate relationship. Then he says he he will be what devoted to one and this, yeah, you see the contrast. This is called a contrast, okay? Or despise the other. Write this down. God and money both want total dedication. Let me say it one more time. God and money both want can you imagine can you imagine this can you imagine we've lived our lives not realizing that we got caught up in the rat race that we got we got caught up in choosing the wrong thing that we got caught up thinking panicking and thinking that, man, if I go to church and I can't work, or if I, if I give my tithes to the church, then guess what? I'm a lack. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that we've been tricked to believe things like that? Can you believe that we would choose, come on, somebody, something material over something divine? Come on, come on. When you Listen, when that time comes... And it will come, and I hope it doesn't come for you, okay? But here's the thing, and you're laying on your back, and you can't do nothing for yourself. And the only thing that you could say is Jesus. And he's going to say, where you been? Where you been? But you know what I love about God's love, y'all? No matter how we treat God, he keeps loving us. Man, I would not serve anything else other than Jesus Christ. Because when I have nothing, when I had nothing, when I I was living for me, he was still loving me. He was still looking out for me. I thought it was luck. I thought it was my intelligence. I thought it was my Good looks. I thought it was was because I was so slick or oh, I can make a deal. Come on, somebody. I thought it was all of those things, but what I didn't realize it was God's God's love that was carrying me through in spite of God kept loving me. And now He is awakening in me. Come on, somebody. He has he has transformed me. He has saved my soul. And now I got a better understanding of what the Christian life is all about, realizing now that it wasn't luck. It wasn't because I can, because I had opportunity and because I went to school and all this other stuff. No, it wasn't because of that. It was because of his love. I can appreciate his love. He said God says I want total I want total devotion from you. I want total dedication from you. Would you devote yourself Listen, you are either going to be devoted or this You know why people despise church? Yeah. 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 Because there's a the text. The text is right there. You, you we some people despise the kingdom because they had to choose. Yeah. Yeah. Some people hate the church because they had to choose. Let me say this, y'all. Remember what he said: Don't store up treasures where what? Moat or rust, or thieves will break in. You just bought your car, and you come outside, even with the alarm. Yeah. Ain't that something? That's crazy, ain't it? You got an alarm, but they still broke in. <laughs> Why? Well, I says you spend five years paying that note. You ever notice You ever noticed the system how it's set up? Let me show you. Let me show you how it's set up. 5 years of paying that note. And at the end of that 5 years, now you need a new motor. Yeah, I'm just saying like If you would have invested in the right thing, God would have given you the wisdom to know take it to the dealer every 3 months. Take it to the mechanic shop, and he would have preserved it. See, love hate. See, it's hard to have two equal commitments. Amen. A man that got two women is hard. My says three. I got a woman way over town, and she's good to me. She give me money. But then he got to go back home and he got to be something else to the one he's at home. And the one in college that he messing with, he ain't really got to do that. Don't take much commitment on that one. So What are you talking about, Pastor? It's hard to love three things at the same time. Plus your job. Why do you think they get caught? Because you don't know who you lied to. Some of y'all used to creep. I know we got some creepers in here. (laughs) I know we got some creepers in here. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm talking about ex-creepers. I'm sorry. Oh, man. Oh. Because you don't know who you lied to. And it all runs together. And if that's true in cheating on your spouse, then it's true with God in cheating on God. Look at look, 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 look what he said. Money imitates everything that God is and tries to get glory like God. So God says, I'm not going to force you, but you got to make the choice. We don't think in our contemporary, secular, materialistic world that we are literally despising the one who created us. When we choose materialism. Watch this. Remember I talked about balance? You have to balance it. When God blesses you, man, you, you, you don't get so mesmerized by it where you forget who blessed you. Right, right. right? Now watch what he says next. He says right here, he says, you cannot. You see what it says? Impossible. You cannot, now this is an eye-opening piece to this passage. Watch this. You cannot serve God and wealth. This is, there are a few things in the Bible that it says, we, I, I, believe we can, I believe we can do all things. Come on, come on. Help me finish it. Through Christ who strengthens me. But he says you cannot serve God. That's why I have a hard time with the prosperity gospel. (laughs) You can't tell me if I send you 1999. Get that little oil, put it on you. Listen to me, listen to me. You can't, can I tell you something? God wants to give you a million dollars. But what God wants to know is, can I trust you? Can I trust you? Write this down. God will never take second place to money. Never. Ever. Did I tell you, did I tell you about the Laodicea church, right? That they were the richest, like this is our time, right? But also, can I tell you something about that Laodicea church? That there's a great apostasy falling away because of the wealth. We're living in that time. That we have the church is falling away. And look, the pandemic just made it really easy for them to fall away. But here's the thing. But, but it's a f- great falling away because the riches demand time. Not even if we try to justify. It says you cannot. In other words, that word means to be able to. to have That word didamy. That means power. You don't have the power. We don't have the power to serve to. Why? Because God has already made it clear that you cannot. Now let me give you the flip side to the corner. Look at verse 25 for a minute. So then for this reason, watch this, when you choose God, okay? is my last point, write this down. God will take care of you when you choose him. Watch verse 25. Watch verse 25. For this reason I say to you, do not be what? Worried about what? Your life. As to what? What you will eat. Notice the context. When you choose God, hey, he says you ain't got to worry about all that. He says what? What you'll eat, what you'll drink, or what you'll put on. Look Look what he says. He says, is not life more than food? And the body more than clothing? He says, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow, nor they reap, or, nor gather in their barns yet. Can I ask you something? Who's feeding you? You or God? You know when God is feeding you. When God feeds you, you never run out. When God feeds you, you You don't have to wait for payday. Matter of fact, you ain't thinking about payday. When God feeds you, you don't have to worry about anything because you've made The right choice. He says, are you not worth more than they? Verse 27, and you and who of you being worried, and that's what we do, can add a single hour to your life. You're so worried about your well-being. God says, if you choose me, you'll stop worrying. And why are you worried about clothing? Observe the lilies. Of the field that either toil or they spin. Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory clothed himself like one of these. In other words, Solomon got his stuff made. God says, I made the lilies and look at them. they find finer than Solomon's clothing. So not only will he feed you, but he'll clothe you. You with me? When you choose God, he will clothe you. Look what he says. But but if God clothe the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you? You of little faith. Do not worry what you'll eat, what you'll drink, or what you'll wear. For the Gentiles eagerly seek these things. For your heavenly father... This is the part I got to get right here. This, this is my breakthrough part right here. For your heavenly father what? Knows... God knows what you need. Matter of fact, God give you stuff you didn't even ask for. You wondering where did that come from? It was God because you made the right choice. And I love 33. But seek what things what things will be added Food context, food, clothing, Lamborghinis, mansions. Come on, come on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you're serving God for real, you won't lack nothing. Amen. I'm going to say it one more time. Yes. Whenever a believer starts telling me, Pastor, I'm struggling, I'm struggling, First place, I'm going to look. How's your giving? Who are you serving? Have you been seeking first the kingdom of God? And you got to be careful of those naysayers that don't understand who's blessing you because they're in the natural. Seek first. There's a story about a guy who was given in the church. He gave $1,000 per week in the offering when he first got saved. Later on in his Christian walk, he went back to his pastor and said, Pastor, when I first got saved, I was so excited about Jesus Christ. So excited about the word. I was being blessed. I was growing so much. There's so many changes that took place in my family when I first got saved. And I wanted to thank God with all that I had because of the amount of money he allowed me to make. I gave $1,000 every week. To the offering because I was just so thankful for his goodness. However, the more I grew, the less I gave. I'ma say it one more time. The more I grew, the less I gave. Now I'm not appreciating I'm not I'm not uh, not appreciating his grace anymore. I only give fifty dollars a week down, even though I make more money now than when I first got saved. Pastor, pray for me. The pastor said, Heavenly Father, right now my brother is in trouble because you know when he first got saved, he loved you enough to give a thousand dollars. But now he's going downhill. He only gives fifty dollars. My prayer right now is that you take him back <laughs> to when he was making only a few dollars. Money. Can change us. Don't. Get so. Caught up in the blessings. That you forget the blesser. I see this happen all the time. People are excited at first. And then when God blesses them. They shrink back. Because they've changed masters. See, because this master is saying, hey, hey, hold on now. You know, you love me or hate me, what's up? What you gonna do? Watch the movie yesterday, A Simple Plan. I don't know if y'all ever seen that movie, it was an old movie. Simple Plan, right? They found this bag of $4 million. $4 million they found. And throughout the whole movie, there used to be close brothers and friends. It caused so much division, death, murder, all kinds of stuff over this one bag of money. In the end, there was only one person standing, and they had to burn all the money anyhow. See, we think that money is the answer to our problems, but it's not the answer. So we have to choose. Amen. Amen. Give God a hand, clap, praise.